There were a full round of CAF Champions League games this past weekend, but the standout quarterfinal was definitely the tie between Premier Soccer League champions, Sundowns and African champions, Alakhli, who are coached by South African Pizzo Mosamane. Welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. Today, we'll be digging our teeth into that. The Red Devils won the game 2-0 at home, and afterwards, they filed a complaint against the referee. Joining me to talk about that is award-winning football journalist, Lawrence Kohler. Lawrence, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's good to be back. It's been a while. And um, yeah, I'm doing really good. It was entertaining fixtures throughout, not just the Sundowns game. But obviously, this was the most high profile for, for many reasons. Um, I hope you guys also enjoyed uh, the, the show. And I hope you well as well. <laughs> well, listen, you know you've always got an invite to sit around our braai. And it's always great to have you here. Um, we definitely want to dig our teeth into why Al-Akhli was so unhappy with the referee's performance at the weekend. But before we talk about the complaint they filed, it would be great to just remind our listeners about what an in- intense few um, days it's been for the Cairo Club. Before they played Sundowns this weekend, they had their fierce derby against Zamalek. What what a game to warm up for this game, right? Yeah, it's it's incredible, like a uh, schedule and demands on a team like that because the Cairo Derby is one of you know the most fierce rivalries in the world. It's one of the most fiercely contested battles. So mentally, it's draining. Physically, it's draining, and emotionally sometimes as well because of of, of what it means. They're both fighting for the title, um, and there's a lot at stake. So, like, if I could give a terrible analogy, it would be like. It's like uh, you you have a family member that that passed away, and then the next day it's just like you expected to to as a business as usual, like you didn't have time to comprehend what just happened. You know what I mean? Big games usually come like okay one year, then the next month you'll think of your next big game, but now it's just been like boom 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 boom, and this has been the 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 narrative since Pizzo's joined the club in September. Uh, you know the COVID uh, uh, postponements of the league has has shrunk everything into this incredible schedule where they play like two games a week and you just look at the next few fixtures so it was the Cairo derby Sundowns home and away CAF Super Cup and then I think it's um the the the, the I think it's the Egyptian Super Cup or Egyptian Cup domestic cup so it's it's big fixtures all the time and that must be emotionally taxing and not only that like the squad the squad is being tested to the limits you'll see there's a lot of injuries and pundits are saying like uh, why is Pizzo not changing up his, 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 his program like his training program but I mean you're playing two games a week there's, there's not much you, you're going to get injuries and uh, in Europe they see that they're, they're handling it better but we always say this in Europe you don't travel an entire day in a plane sitting straight up like this and uh, like Everybody who's been in the plane knows how it feels walking off that plane. Like you, you, you're not in the right, especially being on it for an entire day. So these are the things that we don't think of and the things that we can't see, but it obviously affects uh, the overall performances of, of of the squad. So for what they're doing right now, it's 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 incredible. Now Pizzo has, you know spoken about the congested domestic fixture list and it's got him in some hot water in in, in the country why is that um i was actually tuning into that that uh, press conference um he didn't mention specifics but 
just before we we started speaking, I I noticed they've they've played twelve games, um, since the start of April. Um, so that is definitely two two games a week. Um, and basically what he was saying was he, he wasn't really calling the 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 league out, but he was saying that because they're the only Egyptian team representing eat um in the in the CAF Champions League, they would have thought that you know the 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 league would have you know used a bit of common sense if I, in my own words, and um you know postpone the game um to after the sundowns fixture, and it wasn't about the timing of the fixture because there was three or four days to 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 prepare for sundowns and to rest, but like I said previously, it's just the 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 mental the mental draining factor of playing Zamalek in a like a a, a, a title um, like a top of the table clash. Um, so he was basically saying, um, why why don't they support um Al Ahli to do better in the CAF Champions League or give them the best chance? Because in other leagues you will see like in TB Mazembe had to be playing Al Ahli, their domestic fixtures might have been played earlier or later. And the same here um, in South Africa, I think it would have been the same. So the EFA just thought it was a bit maybe disrespectful and out of line to accuse them of not supporting Al-Akhli um, rather than, you know, him... You know what I mean? It's not like he was he was calling them out and saying they're wrong for doing it. It's it's just... It's, um, it's accusations, slight accusations. And... Perhaps he's just being cheeky, um, and in future, this type of thing will happen where they postpone the game because it makes sense. Now, Pizza was fined approximately thirteen hundred US dollars for his comments. The Egyptian FA calling it hate speech, which I think you both and I will agree is very strong wording and, and a little bizarre. Um, <laughs> but when we look back at uh, this past weekend, um, Alakli beat Sundowns, but. Al-Akhli have been really critical of the referee. They've scrutinized him. They have questioned a number of his decisions. Um, give us your assessment of uh, the referee and could you give us some perspective as to why Al-Akhli are so upset? I think Al-Akhli have different standards when it comes to everything, when it comes to winning, marketing, and officiating as well. They want to be at the level where the Europeans are so when it comes to refereeing and decisions, they always say, you know, in Europe there's VAR and this type of things. And this leaves them with the impression that there should be no room for error at the highest level in African football. And where from a South African perspective, we are so used to terrible officiating. So we see something that goes wrong and we're just like, ah, it's business as usual. It's like that's what we talk about. We laugh at it, actually, because it's 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 so common. Um, and I know North African sides, they, you know, it's like a, they 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 play their cards. If 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 I can say that, like they will always make it known when the mistake has happened, even if they win. Of course, if they lost, it would have been a much bigger thing. But there were some some shocking decisions and. The biggest one was on Yango's foul on Mohamed Sharif. It looked contentious, but on Yango's boot uh, scratched open Mohamed Sharif's back. Like he posted pictures on Instagram after the game, full of stat marks. 
and Sundowns were awarded a foul instead of a penalty. That could have been even a red card. So that's something that could have heavily swayed the game and ended the tie effectively because, I mean, Onyango is one of the best goalkeepers on the continent, even though he had a shocker. But yeah, Achille were definitely, that was the one decision that they were lovered about. Um, and I think they believe that if it had gone their way, possibly they one foot into the semi-final. When you look at uh, the knockout rounds of the uh, CAF Champions League, do you think, given the elite level clubs that are involved here, that we should be considering having VAR used at this um, stage in the competition? We know that Al-Akhli have been lobbying CAF for that. Look, um, I think it's a lot about preference. Um, as we see in the European game, they use VAR extensively um, in the league football, in the Champions League. Um, and some leagues are different than others where sometimes the referee communicates uh, with, the, with, the, with the VAR or whatever, the, 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 the centre, whatever you want to call it. And sometimes the referee goes to the on-field, the on-pitch screen. Um, in my opinion, I think it's taken a lot of joy out of the game, especially these offside calls. And a lot of people agree with me that, like, you know, with your fingernail be, or your fingernail being offside, it's it's just, it's it's bizarre. But at the end of the day, they keep saying this is the most accurate way, and it's just something that we need to get used to. Um, and in order to eradicate and take. Uh, eradicate mistakes like what the referee did against Al-Akhli and take African football to the next level, I'm in agreement that VAR should be in place. Um, but obviously, it's very costly. And we all know the drama that happened in the final between, I think, was we died in Esperanto. How can we forget? <laughs> yeah. So that was... Uh, that's, uh, well, that was VAR's fault, right? Yeah. That's application. That, yeah, that was uh, human error, not uh, the technology <laughs> at that point. And look, man, in Africa, it's just weird things that go on. It's it's, it's why we love, we love African football. So... Ultimately, VAR should be in place to, to take our game to the next level. But at the same time, the finances behind it, and it's mm. not always, there, there's always going to be uh, people saying it's still dubious or somebody's mm. with the, the thing. It's, it's, it's not going to end debates and it's not going to end fights between clubs in Africa, definitely. So, Alakli 2 0 up. They filed their complaint against the referee to CAF. How does this set up the return fixture this weekend where Pizza will be heading to his old stomping ground at Richville? I think there's a lot of mind games at play that a lot of people probably are not seeing in between the lines. There's a lot of politics in play as well because you know this club, two clubs have a relationship. Um, I think it's, it's poised nicely because... Al-Akhli and Pizzo, I don't think he would be brave enough. It's a, it's a bold statement to say, but brave enough to go to Atheridgeville and try and, you know, make a 3 or 4 nil or 5 nil on aggregate. He knows what Sundowns can do. But I think it hangs in the balance if Temba's one is back or not. He was a huge miss in the midfield last night in terms of composure and getting control of the game and could see the piece replacement, Kulise, um, in midfield. 
he's not he's not on that level of, of what Zwane can do to Al Ahly, if you know what I mean. Um Sundowns are well capable of winning, you know, three 0 or winning two 0 and taking it to to um, to extra time. So the star is not over, but I do think that uh, Pizzo will be gunning for that away goal, just early away goal, first half maybe, um, and effectively killing it all. Lawrence, we watched this weekend closely. Now, if you wouldn't mind reminding our loyal listeners out there, where can they find you on social media to get all the latest news, big interviews, and viral moments in African football? Where can they find you on social media? Um, on Facebook, um, I'm quite prolific on there these days. Uh, Lorenz Kohler, L-O-R-E-N-Z, K-O-H-L-E-R. And then on Twitter, it's Lorenz underscore ko um so yeah it's gonna be exciting times for us all and i hope to catch you all there on social media perfect well it's our favorite football writer in cape town and journalist and newsman thank you for joining us and giving us analysis and for those out there go give lawrence a follow go like his content share his content and do the same with us and if you've come this far Leave a rating, leave a review, and you can find us on social media at OTW underscore podcast or on Facebook at the On The Whistle podcast group. Come join us. Come join the banter. But for now, we leave you well, and uh, we'll be back next week. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.